Polyhedron is a production of Simulacra Studios. You can find us on Twitter, at SimulacraRPGs, or at PolyhedronCast. If the visual medium is your thing, you can follow us at SimulacraTV on both Twitch and YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash simulacrastudios and sign up to be a patron. Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything, well, everything, everywhere, all at once. Is yeah, literally that movie every time. We've pivoted. We've pivoted. It's just going to be <laughs> everything, everywhere, again. all at once. Yeah, every episode is about that. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's, that, listen, that's a contract as far as I'm concerned. You yeah, said yeah, it. <laughs> Signed, sealed, approved. All right. Hello, everyone. Obviously, I have my two friends here, so let's get rolling. Scott. How is your game, gaming and other entertainment been? Pretty good. Let's see. Got to play some board games this weekend. That was fun. Had a friend come over. That was great. Gaming-wise, been a little light just because life has decided to to, to hurt people, you know, because it's the abuser that we all all tolerate. So not much in the way of gaming going on. Blades is going to happen spoke. tomorrow, I swear to God. No, it's okay. It's all good. Yeah, fine. It's all good. I swear fine. to God. But yeah, I've been playing. I finished Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ooh, that was think? delightful. Uh, as and I said, the Kingdom end, Heart shit at the end. The as I said, <laughs> the ending is just like some Kingdom Heart shit, and it's just like, like you know what? Fine. fine. Okay. It really yeah. depends on where they go from here with it. Yeah, honestly, I'm okay. Like never giving Square Enix another dime of my money because mm-hmm. they are a shit company with shit people. The only person with any integrity are probably are the actual creatives, but like the people who actually run it are soulless monsters. Oh yeah. Welcome to mega capitalism. That's just how that works. Well, the fact that they, I mean, Sterling, Jim Sterling did one today about how the the FF7 remake NFTs are. It's just like the fact that they're doing NFTs for Final Fantasy VII, because I'm 99% sure from all reports that the guy who is in charge of FF14 is like over my motherfucking dead body. Mm -hmm. Like... Like he is very like he gets a lot of say there, but you know seven, well they'll just do whatever they want. So, well, mm, mm, they are horrible, but I still get to play my game. So, yeah, and I've been playing Stray, which is the kitty cat game, and it's just as fun and adorable and anxiety inducing in places because I don't want the kitty to get hurt. And only one one thing, and it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, it's pretty short, but I have very little video game stamina nowadays. It comes and it goes with me. Like if something really truly grabs me, then I will I will spend hours and hours and hours on it. Yep. But you know, if it's not like Stray is good, like it's fun, but it's not. It doesn't have sort of the narrative engagement because you know they're a bunch of robots and they talk, talk in bleep bloop language, and you're a cat, you meow, and everything's sort of mediated through your little drone buddy. So it's yeah, not there's really, no voice. There's no voice acting. There's no voice. Like yeah, it, it yeah, except it, for that one cat who is a voice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Layla, Layla, queen of our world. I thought it was um, Lala. Lala, yeah, okay, whatever. Lala. Uh, but yeah, so, so that's been fun. I've been enjoying that, and I'm probably just gonna watch ContraPoints play it. Honestly, like, that's fair. Do it. I, yeah, that's fine. She, I think she did it for like seven hours, and I think that sounds about like how long the game is. Mm-hmm. Yep, it uh, is. So one hour for every year of hype. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, but that's been my gaming for the most part. Okay, uh, cool, cool, cool. I've been playing Rogue Book because I needed... What is that? I... Oh, well, okay. Do you know what Slay the Spire is? Yes. Okay, it's Slay the Spire, except you work in duos, 
and the way you get from fight to fight is has a, its own little cu- uncovering hexagonal things mini games which i think is more like monster train i think i think there's one that's like that too basically it's one of those roguelike deck builders roguelike yep. deck builders which can eat my soul for about 150 hours because mother of god do i need something to distract me and you know elden ring presents too much of a challenge sometimes <laughs> where it's like man i need to be able to just smoke just smoke my ass off and the the very illegal weed that is around, around in georgia and just not give a shit about reality for a while <laughs> no i totally get you because yeah. uh, i don't know if yeah. y'all know this audience the world's a fucking nightmare <laughs> it kind of sucks kind of sucks there's there's small glimmers of hope my friends my family my, my friends the fact that alex jones is going to get bent over a barrel for the next week and then lose all of his money that's going to be pretty cool i want him to be there when they read off how much he owes i want to see that motherfucker's face he doesn't even have to show up in the courtroom doesn't, technically. he doesn't have to but i, he, I don't think he, he was will. there today i don't know why he would it actually would other than his his need for attention like it would actually be like a more powerful move on his part not to show up because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what he said he can't speak so who does who cares right yeah but regardless moving anyway. less shitty talk my game is obviously still very light I've been, I'm, but I'm settling in from the move, which means I've, I've finished control. Something I, that's been on my docket for a while because I did, through help of my friends and a little, and a little sort of stick to itness on my part, I was able to get a PS5. Yay! And, and I had to buy a shell for a fancy TV because it absolutely requires one. Uh, you're fooling yourself <laughs> because when I powered that thing on a 4K TV that could actually handle what what can the PS5 can put out. I, think I knew I saw the so... lights lights dim in my house for a little while. I know <laughs> there was a brownout recently. Yeah, no, but... it's it's beautiful. <laughs> Utterly beautiful. But I played Control. 99% of it I, I liked. 1% I do not like about it is some of the encounter design fucking blows. Just, you just die on a whim and you have to go through the whole load screen again. And I was just like, fuck this. Eventually, yeah. I just turned on immor- immortality and one shot killing it because I love the story. Mm-hmm. The story is rad as fuck. It looks great, and some of the combats are beautiful. They're great. They make they they're they're perfectly challenging. But some of them were just like, yeah, random thing that you didn't see gets thrown at you from outside of the screen, and you're just dead. I'm like, well, this is getting too frustrating for me. But I'm happy I did it, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's um, one. yeah. Another thing I've been speaking of it, uh, basically the SCP. Hey, I, yes. I've been watching a channel called Wendigoon, and he did a breakdown on the Mystery Meat Pit National Park mythos. Oh my! Oh, it's it's amazing. Like it's a really cool multimedia project where a guy basically tells the story of them finding a mystery meat pit outside of outside of a small Texas town in the '60s. And them turning it through, through because ultra capitalism is what it is, it turning it into a fucking amusement park, turning this this elder god living below the United States Southwest into a amusement park marketing. There's a Chili's, you know, like, <laughs> and and then the incident that ended it when it coughed once. <laughs> <laughs> And its arm flailed a little, and it erupted a hundred miles away. And <laughs> oh, just no. 
the but the project's amazing because he did like you know pamphlets the branding you know like shows the age and wear and the burning stuff he has like here's what a, a park ranger looks like it looks like a fucking a space marine with like a tension rot like it they have like a tension staff to like push muscles apart and stuff to get around it's wild man and he just did like a really the, the video was just a really nice breakdown of like just the this, whole myth mythology the, the, this fake this fake urban myth thing well it was very much just an intentional like an intentional art project that is someone mm. Who's obviously there's a lot of people doing a lot of argy unfiction stuff in quarantine right now. I wonder mm -hmm. why. Yep. And so yeah, this was just a really cool one. That's like I wanna, I wanna see this movie. Like I wanna see Jurassic Park, but meat. <laughs> <laughs> Dress for but meat. Speaking of movies, I saw Black Phone over the weekend. That's also very that's entertaining. It is very much a one and done movie. It is a simple, straightforward movie. I saw the re I saw the Red Letter review, so it's kind. of... Yep. So the only thing I would watch now for is just like the supernatural element of it, which apparently is pretty light. So it is fairly light. There are some, uh, there are one or two good scares in there, but you're not going for the scares. You're going for just good Ooh. performances and an interesting little story. I've watched it. so many horror films in the last week. Like, of course, like as I probably alluded to last time, you know, I've started really now that. Now that nihilism's really closing in, you really embrace horror as a genre and understand what it's for. But I've watched some, like pretty much like a ton of horror from Hulu, a lot of stuff on Shutter, and I'll tell you guys, a lot of shitty movies out there. Oh yeah, <laughs> some, especially horror some movies. Of, yeah, horror movies are a real crapshoot. I give it like if I see IFC Midnight at the start, it's a real coin flip. Like it's yeah. like ooh, it's, <laughs> there's this movie called The Cursed, which looks like it was like felt shot like the fucking County of, Count of Monte Cristo, like in terms of like it's like the most '90s period piece movie i've ever seen with like kind of werewolves but not really but it all starts with a g-word curse Ooh. because because the g-words who live on this english boy's land had the 30 pieces of silver from judas and forged it into some teeth to bite someone with to give them the curse okay the 30 pieces of silver and the making them in the teeth that's cool that's neat but why the the, do the, these the, the travelers... first part not not into that? Well, the the thing is, it's pretty common where travelers are a stand-in for Jews. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I know. And why are and why why do these travelers have the thirty pieces of silver in eighteen fifty or whatever? It's it's a gross movie. It's a beautifully gross movie. Like the 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 monsters are disgusting. Like, and you get to see someone getting cut out of one, like because it, it just uses you as like a food source while it's oh good. you just reminded me fun so good yeah, yeah a trailer that i saw before Blackman is a movie that basically makes me feel like somebody watched it follows way too much it's called smile oh yeah it, i've actually seen a, the one for smile yeah that that's yeah, that actually got me at the end their jump scare for their trailer i was kind of like meh and then i was like oh oh no Okay, maybe I do need to watch this. But you also reminded me, I just had it in my head. Uh, Speaking of 90s trash. Cool. I also watched all of the Netflix Resident Evil show. 90s trash, huh? No, it's it's tried to do a lot, and this is another day section of that show, so I'm, I'm going to keep it brief. However, 
there is the most ridiculous 90s thing I've ever seen because it's about Albert Wesker, right? I was about to say, it's like, was Wesker the one who did it? Yes, because you have the main actor. I forgot the actor's name. He plays multiple roles in it, and he's, minor spoiler, he's a clone. The the main character is a clone. But you get to see the original Wesker in one scene, and it is, it's nothing but Matrix all the way down. Well, yeah, Wesker has always been like has been the Matrix. Like, yeah, he he's black, black leather clothes, black leather dress coat, sunglasses, the high up hair. But that yeah, man, that high top fade. You know. Yep. Yeah, so I was just like, wow, yeah, just, dude. just it just just stunned me when I saw it on the show. Yeah, I'm not watching that show. No, it's <laughs> kind of trash. It's kind of trash. There's some I good have, moments. Like, in- I'd rather watch like a bad horror film probably <laughs> at this point because that's what Resident Evil. is is except it's way more predictable because it's resident evil yeah yeah watch the animated stuff it's better at, le- at least like with the shit i've been watching recently i occasionally get surprised by like interest really interesting stuff like if you want like a rah-rah feminist horror movie the movie pure is a, on hulu is pretty good it's about a bunch of girls who go to a purity a purity ball retreat with their dads and well, summon that's more right there like that's it's- that's, and that's interesting horror. you should say that scott because they do summon lilith the mother of monsters version uh, okay i'm as sold a, as a specter that starts fucking around and it's like is Lil- lilith is obviously not well for certain terms she's the bad guy but like who's the bad guy really because yeah, yeah no at, no I, I if at a purity ball lilith is not the bad guy there for anyone <laughs> who know for anyone who doesn't know because we i know some of you are not like americans or i even had to tell my mother about this she didn't believe me but uh, <laughs> purity balls are where a bunch of adult men with children as young as maybe 8 9 years old take their daughters into the woods into a, like a barn or something and they have what's basically a weird prom and i'm not fucking around Nope. It's like a prom. They wear dresses. Daddy wears a tux. They dance with their daughters. And then they sign a contract saying they own their daughter's virginity. Yeah. And that and that's real. The dollop very early on did a hilarious fucking takedown of this this culture. It's it's there, man. I it's so and, gross. And, and in the movie, movie based around that is something I might have to watch, especially if Lilith Mother of Monsters is the it girl, you go girl the, the, protagonist. The, 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 oh, the, the ending is the most Yas Queen ending that you could possibly yeah, the have. Most, just uh, like, <laughs> it's it the quintessential well feminine, the, the quintessential uh, mythical feminist figure. There will mm-hmm. be a lot of second wave feminists being like, yes. <laughs> 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 nice. But, All right. Uh, but let's go on to the news. I know we kind of been rambling at the beginning, but that's okay. We got a couple just, good things. A, recommendations are important. <laughs> yeah, no. Marvel released a fuck ton of trailers. Oh, yes. Announcements and trailers. Yep, we yep. haven't gotten all of the trailers yet. Only a handful of them got made it to the interweb, but I'm I'm really looking forward to Black Panther. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, Wakanda Forever. Good. That's what I'm just calling it, Wakanda Forever, yeah. because it... it, it Tells people exactly what I'm it's talking gonna about. It's going to be the. It's going to be the all the basically the, the folks from Wakanda doing their shit, right? Like mm-hmm. just all the yeah. all because all the characters from Wakanda stand on their own just fine. Like they're yeah. all awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and and from that trailer, we're getting Namor, and Talking we're likely Namor. getting holy Namor. shit, really. Yeah, Namor. Namor's yeah. a bad guy. So, oh, well, so that makes from, sense. From the trailer, what I got is because they're they are leaning into that Chaswick Bozeman died. They they're saying T'Challa died, and there's a gap in the throne. 
because mm-hmm. he, he he his his kid is not born yet, and so we thinking that Neymar may have in his line lineage and right to Wakanda. So it's it's creating this tension. He's, he's like four hundred years old, so there's yeah. a real possibility. Well, he, yeah, he's super ancient, and I think they're going with like because of, because the the actor that they went with Namor is Mexican, I think, and some of the design, I think they're going like Mesoamerican. That, that totally makes, makes sense to me. Makes Namor. a lot of sense. Yeah, just old and scary. <laughs> yeah, and so the, and it also we get a first hand up of Ironheart. Yeah, uh, a Shiri going to become Ironheart or making her Ironheart suit. No, Ironheart is a separate character. Oh, is it? I thought no, Ironheart is not Shuri. She she etches out a heart in iron and hits. I mean, she it. might be working with Ironheart or okay. that or someone because Ironheart is an African American character who is basically this. You know, she's an African American girl who is very smart, like genius level. Identified yeah. it when she was a baby, uh, yep. basically, and she like sort of took after Tony Stark. Tony Stark was basically her hero, and she built, she reverse engineered and built her own Iron Man suit from like when she was a teen. Yeah. Now, but I had heard rumors that they may they may be changing that story to make Cheery because he's already a super genius African no, uh, African woman. I'm pretty sure that it's it's Riri Williams from the comics. It's not okay. going to be Shuri. Like I can see them. Like if I were to throw my 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 coin down on the idea, is I would say that that Riri Williams gets identified through the outreach programs that they set up at the end of out of Black Planet uh, One. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. She's an underprivileged American girl who got basically snatched up through the program of, oh, you're a super genius. Yes, come. Come, come to Wakanda. Let's bring you to Wakanda. No, okay. I'm, I'll be okay with it. It's just I, I thought it was going to be true. But regardless, it looks rad. There looks like be some political tension, which is rad. And they are obviously doing great respect to Chadwick Boseman yeah. and, and, and all of that. So I'm super excited. We also got a, a much better look at She-Hulk mm, yes. on the trailer. Very funny. Very, very funny. I look forward to it. Yes. I also am interested that we got, we're going to get the Daredevil show. Yes. Yes. I, uh, I need to watch it. season three now. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Supposedly, Maybe. Jessica Jones will be making an appearance somewhere. I I wouldn't doubt that in those 18 episodes, we will get Luke Cage. We will get Iron Fist. We'll get Jessica Jones. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I think that's probably how they're bringing all that back is through yep. that. And hopefully they'll get some, some of them will get their own stuff. Yeah. Uh, Iron I agree. Fist can continue to not get stuff. As far um, as um, is this Agatha Coven of Chaos thing real? Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. Is. Oh, I think it's a TV show. I think my. it's a TV show. Yeah. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very exciting. Indeed. Those were the couple of the big trailers. They, they gave us, gave us a roadmap for all the way up to like 2026, 2025. Um, 2025, sorry, apologize. Yeah. Basically all Phase 4, 5 and some of Phase 6. Yeah, We are getting Avengers, but it will not be the original Avengers. It will be probably a conglomeration of the people that we have now yeah. that we've seen. I'm interested in the Thunderbolts. Yeah, that's basically Marvel Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's like, give me everyone all of the B-listers that we've seen and put them in a, put their in their own Avengers as sort of movie. I'm Totally down with that. I want to see what happens. I'm curious uh, to see who they've got directing that because mm-hmm. that'll be important for that sort of yeah, thing. It'll probably be very important. Okay, uh, so Ironheart's going to be on Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah. Okay, new Loki, Blade, excellent. Yep. Cool. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. No, oh, it's this looks good. fun. I'm looking forward to pretty much everything that's going to be coming out. They are. They are like we. We've done the big, big high listers, the A listers. Now let's start getting deeper cuts. 
and doing different things and unique things. And then eventually we're going to get the X-Men and it'll be all great. And then it'll be an entire phase of nothing but X-Men. Yep. Um, I mean, bring me my, my mutants. Yep. Uh, I want to see it. I want to see it. Oh, oh man, they're going to give the Fantastic Four one more try. One more try, <laughs> I, yeah. The fifth time's the charm, right, guys? Right? <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm hopeful because it's like, I, it's finally going to be in-house. Like, yes. given given the, the treatment that everything else has gotten, with a few couple of exceptions here and there, I'm I think they're going to do it right. It's going to yep. be a solid B. Yeah. If they absolutely. if they just stick to it's a family, mm-hmm. like that's the heart of the that's the beating heart of it. It's a family thing. It will be fine. They just stick with the idea that it's 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 about family. So it, I've been reading through all of the Krakoa X Men stuff. Mm-hmm. Amazing books, by the way. Like just a wonderful story of like the mutants saying enough of this shit. Yep. And like really flexing their power and consolidating their power really wonderful but the i recently i hadn't read a short series that was a part of it because it was x-men versus fantastic four hmm. and it was fun but it was just like what well, the fantastic everyone's being dicks about things but wow are the fantastic four being way bigger dicks about things and like it really highlighted like how not fucking around the mutants are anymore. Supposedly, and, and because I haven't, I didn't know about this. X Men ninety seven, the re, mm-hmm. the the, the re, continuation of the animated from ninety seven, will have the leader of as Magneto. Yes, it, because supposedly that was the setup at the end mm-hmm. of the original run was Magneto was going to take over Xavier's school. So we're gonna get more of that. That sounds great. I'm all for it. Yep. Hundred uh, percent. There's mostly of this. We got Spelljammer coming up, and they just released a new Marvel Ar- Spelljammer. No, it's another fun. Unearthed Arcana. Basically confirmed Planescape. It's yeah. called. It's it's it was called the uh, something Multiverse. What is, yep, what is it? Yep. There, well, there, it's there, time there. they really need to support. They need to start. And now that we're at what what almost ten years now, right? We're yeah, getting we're getting. To, we're getting on. They really do need to support that because like high level play gets kind of restrict. Like there just isn't a lot of resources for running a multi-planar or planar jaunting game, which is yeah. where D&D kind of has to go in the higher levels to make it work. Yeah, as to a, make as it a, more, make sense. As a person, as people now who have played in multiple high-level games, I can tell you the system just goes to pieces <laughs> after mm. a certain point. You and, can't contain it. You can't yeah, contain well, the PCs I mean, anymore. Being... It's about, you know, the size of your fish and the size of your pond. Yeah, within the like within once you get to a certain level, you you've can't got to it. increase the size of your pond in order to it not just become dumb. It's like, yeah, now you're going to fight one of the elemental princes. Good, do yeah. it, fight, go. I mean, yeah, you can do the, that now, but what I'm it, saying it, is more options like that. Yeah, you don't want your goldfish can, can fit the size of whatever pond it's in, and eventually it won't be able to move anymore if you don't put it in a bigger pond. Yeah, it's called Wonders of the Multiverse. It's got a whole bunch of content in there, a lot of planar stuff in there, planar feats, planar backgrounds. So take a look, give the feedback. I want to see more of this. Guys, I'm very Matt, I have to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I have to interrupt you right now. I was, I needed to close, I was going to close Steam because, you know, I'm paying attention. But the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Ryan. I, I, I'm just telling you what, what's happening. But I, I opened Steam, and the first thing on the new and trending thing is a giant advertisement for Furry Cyberfucker 2. I just, <laughs> I, I just felt the need. <laughs> because I just Man, those sex like, games on Steam are getting some fucking traction. That's all I'm saying. 
it I is, just like the fact hot. that it's Furry Cyberfucker 2. Two. Two. Yeah, this is the sequel. New and trending. Number one. <laughs> God damn it. You, you know, you know, part of that, you know how that works half of the time? It's people buy their friends a copy as a joke. Mm. Like, that's a part hey, of how that gets. It has they... mostly positive reviews. So I'm going to say that this is, it's a card game. Hmm. with furry butts in it anyway what were you talking what were we talking about what were we talking about so distracted yeah no it's okay we're gonna go on to the main topic which won't be super long but it's something that we we all enjoyed instead of being a piece of like entertainment or or like media as it were it's actually going back to talking about a role-playing game hey audience how do you feel about clocks Love clocks it. on clocks on clocks. You're going to need to figure out how you feel about the idea of clocks. Clocks all the way down. Because I'll tell you what, if you love Blades in the Dark, you love clocks. Yep. Mm-hmm. You may yep. be confused as to when and how to use them, but you learn to love them. <laughs> yep, they are there. Yeah, we're talking about Blades of the Dark. We're basically going to go over, like, because now that we played several sessions of our own game, we, we feel confident to talk about the core Blades in the Dark experience. Now, I know this is some hot, hot takes here all seven years after it released, but <laughs> but the reality of the situation is we're kind of like, we're, we're, we're kind of on top of our systems, our games, and our, our shit. I'm pretty sure there are people out here who haven't actually played it and don't know what the deal is. At the, you know? Yeah, it's it's, it's a game where you're like, I've heard of Blades in the Dark, but I've but I've never played it. Like it's one of those games. Yeah, it's ever because it's it, it's an indie darling and it's mm-hmm. very well supported. And Forged in the Dark is a really really cool like a they did a really cool thing in doing the SRD out there. Lots of neat stuff has come out of it. Scum and Villainy sounds fucking awesome. Like yep. you know, and that's way less restrictive than the Blade setting, I imagine. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Blades in the Dark is has its own proprietary setting. It has yes. a, it's a set setting. It isn't just a generic system. It was pretty funny though. Murphy before our first game was like, I haven't read the setting. And it's like, well, baby, you're a speed reader. So I'm gonna imagine that the 13 pages of lore that in this very small book will not take you more than very long to read. Mm-hmm. Like the, the lore is actually very it's it's evocative, but there isn't much of it. It's very evocative. Like it is very not specific, but you get the tone immediately. Well, yes, the, yes, it is. But then they like go into pretty good detail about the city that it takes place. It's like yeah. the setting gets pretty well defined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It like, it's but basically like the day to day, like the weird lore of the world. It's all very. Yeah. You get bits and pieces, but it's the 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 lore section of the book isn't very long. And it is, but it is like very, like I said, evocative because, you know, it's the setting of Blades in the Dark is a world where the sun exploded a thousand years ago because some magic man did something. And the pieces of the star itself are can be seen burning mirrored in the bay uh, in the ocean. ocean. You can see the pieces of what was the sun just burning below the ocean for some reason. It's always dark. And there are these great demons called Leviathan that are basically just demon whales that just don't don't run into one unless you're looking for them because and if you are looking for them it's their blood that literally is used to generate electricity and power for the for all of civilization so they just you know a job you can have is being a man on an old whaling ship a ye old whaling ship hunting demon whales for their blood which uh, it's, is a rad concept for a game somebody should run that because it's super cool but 
<laughs> all harm is level three at that in that game. <laughs> but yeah, and the the most prominent city is there's something called the the Empire, uh, with the Immortal Emperor at its head. We know zero about him or what his deal is. I think the name says it all. It's just Warhammer, guys. Don't worry about it. If you like Warhammered and Dishonored, you're in great shape. Is what... oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But the but it's the city of Dustfall, which is basically New York City of this world. Yep, is not even the Empire. Like it's not even the, the capital of the Empire. The nope. capital's somewhere else completely. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So which is why there's a it is a not... trade hub though. So so it's very it's just... important. Well, yeah, but Buffalo is not. You know, Buffalo is the capital. Yeah, you know, it's not. You know, it's New York City. It's the trade hub. It's one of the most important. It's the port of importance. Mm -hmm. But it is not like the the, the seat of the immortal emperor isn't up the street, which no, is probably no. a, a very intentional choice because including the because the military is a very powerful force that it would probably suck to have a lot of around. Yeah. So basically in Deskwall, you play scoundrels. Every one of you is a underhanded criminal of some stripe. There are a wide variety of them in the game. You all can pick them. The system is dirt easy. Like the core system is super easy because you'll roll some D6s and you'll figure out if you kind you failed, you kind of succeeded, but some bad shit happened to you, or you just flat succeeded and that's a little rarer, or you critically succeed, which is even rarer to do. It's, um, all a, pool, it's a pool of D6s. Yeah, that's all it is. But it's all about the interpretation. That's mm -hmm. really the kicker. It is like it's the interpretation from the GM's perspective of because the difficulty isn't like, how many sixes did I get? It's how risky was the situation? And did you fail, kind of fail, or no, kind of succeed, or really succeed? Like, but, uh, that starts dictating certain things. But uh, as Matt said, it's very simple. It's you have, you, you have derived attributes, basically, from your skill sets that you have, and you have a pretty limited number of skills. And, you know, you, these skill roles will be what you end up rolling for most of it. Yep. And the depend and the riskiness is a scale that you sit on. It is you're in control, it is risky, or it is desperate. And the result the result you get will be colored by what that uh, where you are on that sliding meter. Mm -hmm. And for the most part is completely up to the to the storyteller to decide what that it, like which of those charts you're looking at in terms yep. of how bad things are with the exception of a couple of times where a, a pc can dictate and be like well you I mean it's all a negotiation if someone thinks they're in control and they're not in control okay whatever who cares but like shit i lost my train of thought <laughs> no it's all good no it's all good don't take uh, drugs kids <laughs> but also it's but it's also like what really the blades in the dark system kind of introduced is the concept of clocks as we sort of alluded to yeah. at the beginning Clocks are a big thing. They're mostly a GM tool of keeping track of shit that's going on, either mm -hmm. for the PCs or against the PCs. So if the PCs are rolling and they fail like a desperate roll, you the outcome of that could maybe not something very obvious, but it's like, oh, two, two or three pieces of this clock yep. are filled now. And maybe the clock... describe what how a what a clock is in a clock is literally a circle divided into four, six eight or 12 segments yep yeah as is, much as you want basically you the results of dice rolls and other things will tick on clocks or remove things from clocks yep yep uh, and that details how things progress yep. and dishon the dishonored tabletop game 
and Iron Sworn have very similar, like basically completion paths for an overarching thing that's going on in Blades the Blades of Dark introduced the concept of clocks to the gaming system, and, and it sort of made a very unique handy tool slash metaphor for what every GM does in their head from the get-go, which mm -hmm. is how, when do certain things pop off? Mm -hmm. And when do certain things happen? Because you can have NPCs with clocks, you can have PCs with clocks, you have clocks for everything. And all how, what happens and how you're managing can all dictate and makes a unique outcome for what, how, why certain things are happening and how they happen. And as a guy who's the one who is the one who's actually running it, let me tell you, sometimes you just don't fucking feel like making a new clock. Yeah, <laughs> like, it just works, man. Good shit. You did it. <laughs> like, Hooray. Hooray. So I think uh, but there's also in addition to clocks, there's also the very unique way that it puts your PCs into scenarios. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is a very little amount because it's it's you're doing crimes, you're doing heists, you're doing assassinations, you're doing things that are going to be fast-paced and dangerous. And it the system permits for very little pre-planning. Yep. Uh, or rather, the, 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 the GM advice, the running advice says, don't let them plan for too long. Yeah, it really does make you feel bad if you let them play. Like, it, it, it talks about you like you kicked the dog or something. If you're like, <laughs> you just let him go too long. It's like, and I'll tell you what, got people on Reddit, you're not helpful because <laughs> i'll tell you if you want advice on how to do this and you ask anything about like hey but what if i wanted to plan a little bit what mm -hmm. if they want to what if that's fun for them the people on reddit aren't very helpful about that sort of thing <laughs> because there is a system in place and it's a system you're supposed to use as a player to instigate flashbacks Essentially, you run into a difficulty, something where we are about to roll dice about something. And a player can say, I'm going to spend my resource, which is called stress, and say, I have dealt with this in a manner somehow previously. Like, you're about to talk to a guard who's caught you. Flashback, I seduced this guard earlier. Yeah. yeah. If um, it's something that wouldn't have required a roll in the past, it's usually supposed to be a zero stress thing. It's not. Right. A, you can always just say, but I already took care of that in a simple, if it was a, if it was a simple enough thing. It, like, it's Bill and Ted time travel logic. Yes. Yeah. I always already had done this. The only thing you can't do is undo a thing that's already been established. You can't yes. undo it. You can you can build on it. You can you be can like, change well, this... the context. Yeah, change context. Like, oh, no, this guy showed up. You can't change the fact that the guy showed up, but you can change why he's there, or whether he's in your pocket or not. You yep. know, 100 mm percent. -hmm. You're like, um, I spend I spend some money and I have already bribed this guy. Yeah, he's already yep. done been bribed. Uh, flashbacks so is 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 there to give you the oceans 11 exp pan cut yeah. let me show you how we already set this up mm -hmm. you pay the, you and pay that's the why stress. everything's okay you hear the little bass plunking going on <laughs> you hear yeah. that bow, 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 and then you know it all worked out man you're good yeah, it's yeah. like uh, oh no something is a problem oh wait this isn't a problem there We've was actually a chinese acrobat in the box the whole time yeah like, exactly yeah. that, that was the the and that's part of the uh, part of the appeal of Blazing Dark is the idea is like, and it says this in the book is like, embrace the trouble, embrace mm -hmm. that shit is going to go weird and off. It even encourages the GM to go, no, put them in weird situations. If they fuck up, they fuck up. That's the point because everyone is supposed to get scars and have stories and tell about how how much they almost got caught. Or sometimes it's this is how I got caught. 
like because they... you can operate the game with a character going to prison. Like there yep. are ways for the character to at, who goes to prison to actually still be very helpful by doing prison trade and like other kinds of things. There are whole like skill trees or progression trees. We'll talk about progression in a second that can basically age somehow still be a plus even though one of your guys is locked up yeah. now the one thing that the game doesn't handle very well is the idea that like people actually like their characters <laughs> yeah. and they're just like yeah you should be totally fucking fine with your character dying it's like mm, i don't necessarily always agree to that so i'm doing my best to say like i'm gonna permanently i'll scar you up i'll hurt you but if it makes your character not fun to play or dead i don't what's the fuck I don't want well, you to have to roll I, a new guy. <laughs> I think with the way they have that set up, because you have harm, which is how you get hurt. And eventually that can either, you know, take you out or do something bad to you. But you, much like everything in Blade of the Bark, your character is on something of a clock. There is a, there's a stat called trauma that can build up. And once you hit for trauma or, or whatever, that that's your character. Your character can't really be played for, for much longer in a meaningful fashion. And so I think that, it sets it up to, unless something like really bad happens, like zero your ass in the middle of an adventure, you know generally how long you're gonna have with this dude, depending on how often you take trauma. And, and the on, on on that note, they also talk about retiring the character. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. the whole point of you being a criminal in general is eventually you're gonna get the big score and you've saved up all your money. You get out. And you're done. You're out of here. You're at five thousand. You cash out, and they you give you retire. the they give you the scale of how nice that situation is for you, depending on how much you banked. Yeah, yeah. how much? How much? How did you? Were you a frugal criminal, <laughs> or were you not? In terms of progression, it's actually pretty as simple. Like the 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 characters get you know, it's actually okay. So it's it is simple, but it but it's kind of not. The GM doesn't give experience. Role play triggers trigger the allotment of experience the playbooks which are classes but only kind of who cares like they're, very they're suggestions they're starting they're, points they're starting points and nothing more anyone can take any sort of special ability from any quote-unquote playbook they want it doesn't really matter yeah they're your starting points and you can they give you a role play trigger your background like where your character is from like there's a couple of nations that you could be from who have weird specific cultures which kind of makes it difficult because like honestly they didn't speak enough they didn't give enough meat about the cultures to make it relevant like to make a character be able to be like they're I'm supposed from to be this... very vague they are supposed to be kind of vague in my country yeah you're yeah. supposed to get an you get an experience if you do an in my country and then you know if you i forget what the third thing is but there's there's uh, like three basic ones desperation like... if you make a role on it like a if you make an attribute role or mm -hmm. skill role and it's a desperate situation and you succeed, you get an XP. Well, that that's the rolling. That's like a, a can happen a lot thing. Yeah. This is the, there's a third role play trigger. I forget what it's based off of. Like a vice. Oh, no, it's based off the crew. It's based off the crew. Right. Yeah, that's right. You get it from your crew and how your crew handles certain situations because there's different types of crews. There's like fence, like people who basically deal in illicit substances. There's murderers, general there's thuggery. There's sneaky peoples. Yeah, we um, we're doing a fun one where they're actually re left wing revolutionaries. Yep, the, the crews Someone are very be. important because basically your gang, your your group, is its own character too. It has a collective character sheet mm -hmm. that will give the the bonuses to all of the party, but it also mostly just gives you a nice framework of these are the things we do. These are these the types are, of things we do. 
and there is other special and it does give you a list of special abilities that can be picked up as part of your crew which make you know the npcs that help you out more more diligent better give you access to like more like sometimes just role-playing affordances more than anything yep. else they're just saying we have this yep. like or you just get a flat plus one on a certain type of skill roll you know, like plus one on sway checks for this yep. entire group of people. So it, it's that kind of stuff. And the, the the crew levels up along with the people and, you know, your attributes go up along as as you level up. And yeah, it's it's actually a relatively simple experience system. It's just that the weird part in this case is that the PCs have to kind of decide how much XP they get instead of the GM saying how much XP Yeah, they the, get. it's very much of, hey, everyone, I did these things. Is everyone cool with that? Everyone says yes, and then you get some XP. That's kind of how, just how you kind of generally do it. And, um, and I'm very laissez-faire about it. It's just like, do you think you did? How do you think you did? <laughs> you know that's how it's supposed to be i'm supposed to be hands off yeah and 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 it really does they did a good job with some of the incentive structures because of the stress and the, the harm you can have you've got to spend down times actually let's go back a little bit let's give the general structure of the game because it's actually a very structured game for a yeah. role-playing game they're like that's true the, Here, here's I'll, a I'll... literal step-by-step -step, follow this this is a this is a session like you can do one or two of these a session yeah, I um, us we usually do for the one because it's actually kind of creatively exhausting. Yes, it is. To plan um, for these things. But in general, they... it's like, get the general idea of the heist that you're going to do. It is a little bit of planning, but not like, well, no. Yeah, no, you have to. Okay, so the real, okay, so here's my, my real thing that I don't like about how they structured that part. It's like too much planning. It's like, okay, but how do we even, like, there has to be some planning to even decide what is the scope of this score like what yeah. the score even is because deciding upon what the score is might require a little thinking a little pre-planning figuring out what the characters know like you know figure out like oh we want to do this because these go to our strengths of the characters that we have like right. my character is not a talky guy he's a beat -em up guy so you're not going to put him in the in the the, the subterfuge seduction ballroom scene all right that's not gonna happen and if that has to happen like and it might you don't know like if you maybe you maybe you guys have to do that at some point they'll figure out something for you to be doing right like the waiter with a club in his back on, on his back or something i don't know <laughs> any anyway, but basically the moment you have like even the slightest idea of what the score is you're supposed to cut it like stop talking everyone shut the fuck up <laughs> you know and you're off to the races and then it's like time to do the engagement role which is basically like a bunch of pluses and minuses given the scenario the shit they're trying the shit that they did ahead of time despite not being allowed to plan even though they totally should and can and basically it's a did you do any planning whatsoever plus one that's what it is good yay and, and you roll the pool and the role of the pool tells you what where they're at like who is it controlled is it risky or is it desperate on turn one and then nothing else matters like about it matters after that. yeah after that it's literally just all role play you're doing the score you're going through as many challenges or clocks as the gm wants to do and sets up many obstacles until he's like nope your guys are good you're done you, so, you got the score so and then when the score is done then you do the aftermath of the score which is basically here's all your loot Here's all the shit that happens. Here's the heat, aka how much how much of your little little 
GTA yeah, stars, how many stars you got? How many stars you get? How bad are the cops, the blue coats are after you? And then you go into, after you do all that stuff, then you do downtimes. And they're like, everyone's got two downtime actions. You do them as you see fit. You can spend a rep or money for more of them. When you, is everyone done with the downtime actions? Cool. We're off to the next heist. Yeah, there's, there is role playing in there. I swear to God, there is. There is. Like, there we is. Tr- we're trying, I'm trying to, gonna, we're going to start be doing, starting to do more because like I said, so the funny thing about telling, you know, it's really cool that the book's like, yeah, don't, don't let them plan. It's like, well, if they don't plan, how do, how do I plan? I can't screw with them. How am I, listen, guys, I know this is crazy, but I can't just come up with like the floor plan of a building and like patrol routes that click. Like, it's just, and like meaningful, meaningful obstacles. I need to have like something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's one of the big challenges as the story. Well, that's think, why it's creatively exhausting. I think the way that like, I think the way you've been doing it and I, I'm hoping it suggests this is the idea of you have jobs that are available or sort of low hanging fruit things that are, that are, mm, you know, yeah. around the city, things that can be done. And that allows you to basically have some thought about what, <laughs> what each individual job will entail. It gives zero guidance on how you guys would ever come across scores. If yeah, you, if you it, read that needs to be in there. Like literally, if you had three or four, like I have some general good ideas for these types of scores. Quest Here, board. guys, would you like to do one of the four scores that, I'm, that I put in front of you? Yeah, cool. I, put the, I have the quest board up. Right, mm-hmm. I'm just, right. And there's like a t- there's an obvious big red exclamation point on one of them that it's like, guys, if you don't do something about this, some this is gonna get worse. The yeah, yeah. Will- and actually, that's a that's a great example of, of of putting something on a clock. He put a very important one in front of us, but we're like. We got some other shit we got to do first. Also, the thing that you have that that one with the red exclamation point is out of your goddamn league. Yeah, and you will get your asses shot off if you're not prepared for it. Like, because you know they have guns and shit. So we have to prepare. We have to do other things until we think. Until just before the, the on the edge of the knife, like it's about to yeah, go dude. real, like impossible for us. Who then knows? we go do the thing. The scenario might even change depending. On how long you've waited to do it, it might be easier or harder. Yep. Oh shit! It's crazy. I don't know. I haven't <laughs> planned it yet, but it might. <laughs> I mean, and basically, what we just ran through—I know we are a little rambling there—is the basic structure of Blades in the Dark. It's not much more than that. And yeah, it's really more about like just the everyone kind of agreeing to be cool and like kind of deciding what's what at the time. Like everyone yep. gets a say in what the like. If someone were to ever say, I don't think we're in a desperate position, I would strongly consider that. Like, it'd be like, yeah. okay, well, why? Like, if not, awesome, cool. No big yep. deal. Great. But you want to be in a desperate position to get but that sweet, the, sweet XP. And that's where the cool shit happens. Like, yeah. that's when crazy stuff happens. Yeah, and, and, and like you said, it, it they, they say, you also, they give really interesting good advice, not just for the GM, but for the players of like, you are a criminal. Play that up. It is okay. It, Play a criminal. It's really hard to be a nice guy. I'm, I'm letting them play good guys, sort of, mm-hmm. because the world's a bleak enough place right now that if they want, if you need a place to be a good guy and have your, have your ideology help and matter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we are doing quote unquote good, but like all of us have our motivations for doing it. We have the veneer of being good guys. Someone gave say- you an opportunity to do something good with your skill sets. Indeed. And you don't know um, and, whether it's good yet or not. Yeah, and we're certainly taking advantage of it. I mean, we're we're taking uh, sure. personal advantage of it. From but the outside, power, it looks like you guys power, are great. 
power of money does some awful things to people's psyche oh, when they get enough of it. So the one thing that we didn't really go into is the supernatural nature of the world. And I do yeah. want to hit on that because it is very interesting, but it is not something we have interacted with a whole bunch. Well, well before we get into that, let me let me preface it with this. is Basically, Blades in Dark can be as supernaturally heavy or not as you want. And if you're playing straight by the book, there is some supernatural shit all around you almost all the time. Well, to explain, like, I'm 99% sure it's heavily implied that whatever shattered the sun broke the veil between the worlds pretty badly so there's this thing called the ghost field which is basically just an e like it's em waves but ghosts yep the so the supernet like the world of the dead is like frighteningly close to you at all times and every living person can actually at any moment with with their will like willingly touch the ghost field and try to yep. do something any person can try magic at any second but you definitely shouldn't and everyone knows that yeah. <laughs> yep. it's every really single person who lives in the city of dustball has been harassed harmed terrified trapped by a supernatural entity of some kind every person like if you're an adult yep. it's happened to you there is um, a there's an electric, essentially a literal like ecto electric fence around the entire city that keeps the hordes of ghosts yep. out of the city. And the Leviathan from just crashing into buildings and stuff. Right. And that's, and you know, it's a very bleak and dangerous place and the magic can do literally anything as long yeah. as like there are ritual magic. The, the magic is very ritualistic and it can do like they give some, they give the low middle high Mm -hmm. like examples in the book low is just like ah you fool you fooled the oh and uh, that's another important thing body disposal anyone who dies in dusk bowl you rise as a ghost in what three in 24 hours like three days in three days right your ghost bait you become a ghost in three days if you if your body isn't gotten rid of so there are these there's these bells like somewhere in the city that anytime a anytime a person dies anytime these bells ring a bunch of ravens go find the corpse and then these spirit guide guys whose literal job it is to go pick up the corpses and get them out of there they're their own crew them. they're actually their own faction like they're you a faction can, you can be cool with them or they can hate you like and you know there's like a ritual that will like fool the ravens for a while so that if you want a ghost to exist if you want to steal the body if you there are reasons these things might be useful mm -hmm. but the low like that's the low one something that might fool the ravens the high-end one is you rip a hole in reality and the ocean like the black inky water of the ocean just vomits forth drowning somebody pulling them into the depths yeah oh <laughs> and about the dead thing which i found real rad it's part of the incentive structures in the system is a bell rings when they die where their body is so people can hear it mm -hmm. so it's actually a bad thing like it actually as for as as shitty as this world is you actually don't want to kill everyone like you're actually oh. discouraged to just murder your way through everyone. Bodies are really a big problem. Like, yes, killing people's a really bad idea. It, it is like immediately by any nature, there are ways to not gain heat. Like, if you they did a mission just last time where they actually, by my estimates, did it quietly enough to where no one knew what they did and who did it. So, you cannot gain heat, which is you know, your little stars meter. 
but the moment a body crops up it's like no man so they ain't no know. stealth there <laughs> yeah so it, it, it's actually kind of a neat dichotomy of you've got to be a shitty criminal but you can't just be a murder hobo you've got to think about what you're doing and why you're doing it and, yeah, and like can be considerate of it that makes the assassin's crew very interesting yeah mm-hmm. and even if you are an assassin like it's best to like hitman that shit like mm-hmm. you're not minimal body count minimal you're not john wicken you're <laughs> you're you're more a hitman type of guy you're a 47 yeah crew. <laughs> and and so and like i said there's there's all kinds of crews they all have different like they lean to certain types of scores but they don't have to do that because everyone's got to eat mm-hmm. and and you can spend your silver or your coin as they just say spend your coin on various things in downtimes yeah. and just during play they, uh, they've, they've abstracted wealth into what is a single coin is basically a sack of silver coins like yep like ye old sack of silver coins that's mm-hmm. one coin so yep. that kind of gives everyone an idea of how much of the shit you can be carrying at any moment you know what something is worth right also and a thing we haven't done in our game because it really didn't matter hasn't mattered that much is there's actually a encumbrance system mm-hmm. to the score the lighter you are the less you're carrying on you the easier stealth and other things like that are the more shit you've brought to prepare yourself for any eventuality the harder stealth yeah, and i haven't things are i'm going to start checking that soon yes um, because well, if we don't got, have a lot of equipment so it's really not you guys a don't problem. come full too heavily equipped honestly most of you wear like a medium build which mm-hmm. puts you basic and the simplest way to put it is if you're light you're in control when you're trying to hide if you're medium it's risky when you're trying to hide and if you're you know johnny on the spot i've got five guns you know it's really hard for you to hide you have five guns every time you walk there's another gun that cocks it's kind of like the it's like the end of hot fuzz when he's just riding (laughs) riding on a horse with two shotguns on his back it's like okay well that's that's not a stealth roll man i don't know you can't hide yeah i want him to know yeah, I'm trying to think of other things in Blazes of the Dark that are really interesting, cool. I think, I mean, the Devil's Bargain's cool. It's basically yeah. the table can choose to fuck themselves for a one plus one for one extra die. It's actually like sometimes when you guys are like, let's do a Devil's Bargain, I'm like, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, to dude, me, like, those plus one die are potent. When well, they, when they're like, you get. Are, are so tiny. They're so yeah. tiny. Yeah. It's like, true. you're lucky if you're rolling one die on the reg. So getting that additional dice. It's true. It's Getting really one, good. Going from one to two is a huge deal. Yep. Going from two to three is a really good deal. If you have like three, I would never take a devil's bargain. Yeah, like, yeah. like, it's just like the the risk is not worth the reward there. Yeah, but like, and so it can be anything. It, it could be anything, but it's but it's the devil's bargain is great. It's like, hey man, no matter what happens, something weird's gonna happen. Something something's gonna, gonna happen. Some, you're gonna get hurt. Someone who didn't deserve it, specifically someone who didn't deserve it, is gonna get hurt. You know, you're gonna you know some bad you're gonna piss someone off you're gonna yep. betray somebody yep. like that's it's like how much are you willing to do for that one die what would you do for a klondike bar oh i'd commit like two genocides <laughs> so well good. no so one one if it's a regular klondike bar two if it's the reese's klondike bar. oh yeah that's that's some shit. uh genocides. what was the classic would you kill a head of state that was that was that was always <laughs> yeah. the that's the old joke. Yeah, and so Blaze Dark is really cool. As we said, there are other variations. There's Scum and Villainy, which essentially their sci-fi slash Star Wars version. Yeah, mm-hmm. there there's an urban I forget there's Alone in the Dark, which is a pretty funny one just to play if you want to solo play it. 
Yep. Uh, Alone uh, in the dark. There's there's an urban fantasy one. I forget what it is. It's not. It's more whimsical urban fantasy than than gritty urban fantasy. Uh, I, there's I, a band of blades, which is sort of fantasy military. Military yes. fantasy. Uh, there's a cyberpunk one. You Scott, you told me about it. Oh, I yeah. Forgo- yeah. I forgot what it's called. Glow in the dark. <laughs> no, that's like post-apocalyptic. Okay. There, there's a one that's a post-apocalyptic one, and there's another one that is essentially Shadowrun. You yeah. can play yeah. Shadowrun, you're in cyberpunk future because the moment with the first session, I was like, oh my god, if somebody hasn't made a Shadowrun derivative off this system, they are yeah. an idiot. Well, there's <laughs> one called Brinkwood, which is basically Castlevania. Ooh, neat. Style. That's a, that's a, I, I started that one. It's pretty. It's just basically you are you are revolutionaries against the vampire lords sweet and you have yep. to like like you have you wear like special enchanted masks and you like you you steal blood from vampires to power up and it's oh, neat. cool oh, I, I always like yeah. that the like i i played cultist simulator for a, a shit ton of time and the, the, the lore of that world actually does lend itself very well to because you know you go as an as an occultist in the 20s you go and steal artifacts from various places yep and that kind of sparked my imagination. So I've, I've, you know, it's it's in the still kicking around in the back of my head, and I've got a little bit written down for it. Just that an adaptation for that settings way of doing mm-hmm. things, more of a 1920s gloomy H.P. Lovecraft occult, you know, version yeah. of it. Because there's yep. definitely room for it. Oh, and speaking of this, because this is a very sort of like uh, dishonored whale punk, steampunk sort of aesthetic, you reminded me of something we didn't do in the news. Aether, everyone. Oh, yeah. Trin- yeah, Trin- Continuum Aether. Aether has gotten the Kickstarter. I backed it. We've all backed it. It's it's interesting. It's interesting. I haven't d- started to dig into it yet. I'm waiting but... for like almost all of it, and yeah. then I'm going to read it. So yeah, very excited about that. I did an interview with Matthew Dawkins over on my other podcast, Opcat, which was very cool and fun. But so that just I want to re- put that out there. Go back it if you like that sort of thing. But back to Blades of the Dark. I'm trying to think. Uh, that was it, pretty much all I had, honestly. Yeah, there, I mean, we kind of covered good. all there is like, to cover. It, 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 is, it is worth all the indie cred that it has garnered. Yep. And it is definitely a different type of game. Like it, you have mm-hmm. to think different in order to, pl- to like it, it really is, play this game. Now that I've played it a couple times, it hits almost for me almost that sweet spot of mechanics and sort of improv narrative with my friends. Mm-hmm. Like because yeah. when you're playing the heist or you're in the middle of the heist, I love because I've done this on every game I've ever role played. Is like, oh, I see it like this in my head, and I'll say something, and somebody will be like, "No, you're right. That's cool. Let's do this." And then somebody else will add their own sort of spices to the mix to to keep everything fresh and lively. Because then everyone gets excited because they're all contributing directly, mm-hmm. creatively. To what the hell is going I mean, on? Because you're not locked into a single like time and place. You can jump right. around and yeah. and change things. Like it's almost right. time travel-y. And as yes. ru- and, and as the person running it, it's pretty fun to just say yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, let them. Whatever. Great. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it really it's it's more of a game a challenge for the GM to sort of make it all work. Adapt. <laughs> synthesize the chaos. Synth- yeah, well, synthesize, synthesize it out. A series of challenges that isn't the same series of challenges they've had to do every goddamn time. Right. Which is, you know, how many locked doors and patrols are there? You know, like no one wants to do that every time, right? Nope. You got to think of weird, 
weird shit for them to do or weird shit yeah. that can go wrong. Yeah, weird scenarios, strange scenarios. I think the biggest kicker is when something goes wrong, what is that something? Like and how and how wrong? And how <laughs> wrong does it actually happen? Like how mean do you want to be? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's Blade in the Dark. Go pick it up. It's got a whole bunch of, like you said, a whole bunch of like also, indie really open cool. games. If you buy a physical copy of Blades in the Dark and you keep just keep your receipt and there is a I forget exactly which email address it is, but it's pretty easy to find. It's on their website. Yep. It's called their PDF. It's something about their digital copy program. Basically, if you send this email address a picture of your receipt, they'll send you the, you know, the full PDF of Blades in the Dark because, you know, why would you why should you have to buy that twice? Indeed. Yeah, Games Workshop, why would you have to buy that twice? <laughs> yeah, Wizards of the Coast, why would you have to buy that twice? <laughs> well, you won't have to because everything will be digital now because now they own D&D well, we'll Beyond. Still, we'll see how they they manage that. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, they're definitely not going to keep charging full price for books on the <laughs> on D and D Beyond. Definitely not going to. Oh yeah, they're going to yeah. change that cash cow. So go check out Blades and Dark, and from everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Go roll some dice. <laughs>